Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry. Raw and cooked food diets for dogs and cats. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. Have a great show today. In the first half, we'll be talking with Paula Moreshi, who's the outreach coordinator with Old Dog Haven. We'll be talking with Paula in just a minute about their walk for old dogs that's coming up in July. And then in the second half of the show, we'll be talking with Julia Braid, who is with Missing Pet Partnership and their mission Reunite, which is going on, I believe, starting today through the weekend. Um, they every year set up a booth outside the uh, animal shelter in Kent to help people reunite with their pets who have um, gotten away from them over the 4th. So we'll be talking about 4th of July safety and the work that Missing Pet Partnership does. And then in the last segment, I'll be doing a Sparks Recap, the uh, Society for the Promotion of Applied Research in Canine Science. The conference was last weekend, three days. It was amazing. And I'll be talking about that in the last segment. So let's start off and talk with Paula, who's in the booth with us on this gorgeous sunny day. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julie. So you, we've had, I talked with Judith Piper, who's the founder of Old Dog Haven. I think it was a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sweet organization, Old Dog Haven. It's, uh, the website is olddoghaven.org. And tell us about what you, what you do as an organization. Well, we provide homes for dogs eight and older who have been abandoned or find themselves homeless at that stage in their lives. Most of the dogs we get out of the shelters in western Washington. Some of them come from people's homes, say they were moving out of state or the person has to go into hospice care or is financially unable to care for the dog any longer. We also provide placement assistance for people. Uh, So we will post the dogs up on their website with a description and photo of their dog and help them hopefully get the dog adopted so they don't have to bring it to a shelter. Yeah. Um, It blows my mind to think of an old dog, I think especially, you know, in a shelter. I just can't fathom um, how that happens. What are the most, uh, some of the most common reasons why somebody would bring their old dog to a shelter I mean, as opposed to if if they needed to rehome the dog, finding a home for it, as opposed to bringing to the shelter. You know, I the longer I do this, the less I uh, pay attention to the reasons, and I think of the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's oh being overwhelmed. Sometimes they don't want to deal with the death of a dog. They don't know what to do. Sometimes it's just not caring. You know, it, mm. I, I feel sometimes that people trade in dogs like they trade in cars mm. because you'll see the trade in a old dog and then turn around and get a younger dog. So some of it is that, not wanting to care for a dog. Sometimes it's not being able to pay for the veterinary bills mm-hmm. and they just get overwhelmed so they bring the dog to the shelter. Mm-hmm. What's sad about it to me is that once an old dog is at a shelter, it has very little chance of getting adopted for yeah. those reasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, why not, you know, find an organization like Old Dog Haven and try first? But mm-hmm. like I said, you know, the longer I do this, I mean, sometimes it is people just are overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. Say you're losing your home and you have to be out in two two weeks. And 
you know, the dog might be the last thing on your mind. I think it hurts and kills a lot of people to do it. Mm-hmm. But for, as an organization, an organization like Old Dog Haven, our focus is on the dog at that point. Yep. So you uh, take dogs into your, you are a network of uh, foster homes right. or final refuge mm-hmm. homes. So you're not a location you are a network of people. Correct. We're not a shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, Judith and Lee, who started Old Dog Haven, are based up in Arlington, and they have a kennel license for 15 dogs. But we're a network of homes spread all over western Washington, um, some on the islands, some on the east side. We have about 125 homes right now. Mm. People take the dogs into their homes, and they become part of the family. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they're loved and cared for as part of the family till the end of their lives. Mm-hmm. If you provide a home for a final refuge dog, the organization pays for all the veterinary care, mm-hmm. which I find absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Judith makes sure that the dogs get the best care imaginable. Mm-hmm. I'm continued to be amazed at what wonderful care they give their yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um, well, it's just, it's such sweet, sweet work to uh, really focus in on the end of life. And it's a topic that I've talked about before on the show several times, uh, whether it be pet loss support or grief or um, hospice care or when my first dog died and the show that I did after that, when I just had people call in and share stories mm-hmm. about, you know, their their pets um, passing. It's um, it's a touchy subject, and uh, we're going to get a little bit more into that in the second segment. But let's talk about your event that is coming up on July 21st. It's Sunday mm-hmm. from 12 to 3 at Bellevue Downtown Park. You're having a walk for old dogs, and it's an event to raise money to support Old Dog Haven. Correct. Um, the event starts at noon. And you can register, sponsor, or join a team at odhfundraising.org. From noon to 1, there's going to be lots of old Dog Haven dogs there for people to meet and greet. I know a lot of people follow our website and love reading the stories of all our final refuge dogs, and many of them will be there for people to meet in person. Then we're going to have the promenade of old dogs, which is a half-mile leisurely stroll along the park. Uh, And if your dog or you are... Not up to that. You can just cut across the park and <laughs> sit down and rest like old dogs love to do. Yep. And that's going to be followed by the first old dog Olympiad. So we're <laughs> going to have an opening ceremony mm-hmm. and uh, three Olympiad events, uh, the longest nap, the 50-yard crawl, and the a chariot race, which will be dogs in wheelchairs, strollers, and wagons. Mm-hmm. Well, that will be so cute and funny to watch the old dog Olympiad, which of course is uh, really more for fun than for competition. Yes, it is. <laughs> Although there will be, you know, a gold, uh, silver, and bronze medals awarded. Nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, old dogs, young dogs, and humans of all ages, you say, are welcome to attend the event. Right. So you don't have to have an old dog yourself to come to the event That's and right. support old dog. That's event. right. So you have, um, you're a network of foster homes. You get your dogs mostly from shelters, uh, eight years and older, although you said that most of them are older mm-hmm. than usually 10 years and older. Mm-hmm. And in is it a range of um, 
where the dogs, they might have weeks left to live and they might have months or even years left? Yeah, uh, some dogs will be with us for hours, mm. you know, days, weeks, months. Every once in a while, you'll have a, a vet assessment, and they'll say, oh, the dog has six months, and four years later, the dog is still with you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just never know. Um, I think the average is about a year and a half, but uh, with the love and care, a lot of times they outlive that. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's the ones that we take in who have hours or weeks left, I think, that are the most important in a lot of ways uh, because they are cared for at that time when they need it the most. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to die alone in a shelter with nobody holding them mm. or knowing that they're loved and cared for. And that, to me, is the most important thing that we do. Mm. It's just so powerful. I'm so, so moved by by your work, um, as I said earlier, very sensitive to the topic of end of life. And I, I feel uh, frustrated often when people aren't able to care for their pet in the way that they need to because their own needs come are sort of clouding, mm-hmm. clouding that ability. And I know that it's hard. It's, it's very hard, especially I think the first time you're almost blinded by the fear and sadness around losing your beloved pet. But I think... Two, it's really we, as we are through their whole life, it's our responsibility to advocate for them through their final hours and minutes and um, to put our own needs aside until after. Yes, people fear death and illness. And I think I think it's the same uh, with humans. Uh, I've had friends who have had terminal illnesses and uh, half of their network of friends kind of disappear and there'll just be a few people that will be hanging on and who are there for them back at their beck and call, whereas uh, most people can't face it. And I think it's the same with animals. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of people just can't face it. They'll show up at the end, but they can't be there for the middle part or the end part before the person or the dog passes on. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more with Paula Moreshi, who's the outreach coordinator for Old Dog Haven. Old Dog Haven's websites, again, uh, for the organization in general, olddoghaven.org. And then the website for the fundraiser, which there's a link to it from their main website, but their direct website for the fundraiser, the Walk for Old Dogs, is ODH Fundraising. Dot org, and I will post links to both of these on our homepage, which is dogradioshow.com. It's the Walk for Old Dogs coming up Sunday, July 21st from 12 to 3 at Bellevue Downtown Park. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Look at yourself, I know you run down sucking and worry about you. How did that me be you so let me be your solid dog, or I won't be your man at all. Honey, let me be your solid dog. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S.-sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. 
It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Penny Lloyd at Connection the Best Medicine, we cover the world of living successfully with your animal friends. This week, July 7th, it's the first Sunday of July, and I've been so busy, I don't know what we're doing. It could be a vet Sunday, it could be a behavior training and healing Sunday with me, or we could have a surprise guest. Tune in to find out. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, I'm Pat Pauley. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauley, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk. 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes. Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we're back with Paula Moreshi, who's the outreach coordinator for Old Dog Haven, a wonderful local organization here in western Washington that provides uh, final loving homes for old dogs who somehow found themselves in a shelter or otherwise homeless. Um, They have Old Dog Haven has an event coming up Sunday, July 21st, the Walk for Old Dogs from 12 to 3, and it's at Bellevue Downtown Park. OldDogHaven.org is their general website for the organization, and then odhfundraising.org for the website for the um, event. Walk for Old Dogs. There's going to be a meet Old Dog Haven Dogs from 12 to 1 and some of the sponsors of the event. And then 1 p.m. is the promenade of Old Dogs. And it is (laughs) a half mile, (laughs) a half mile walk, which is perfect. And if that's too long, you can cut it. And uh, then opening ceremonies for the Old Dog Olympiad, which, and this is the first year that you guys are doing that. Right. And uh, this just sounds like uh, such a blast and so adorable. Uh, You don't have to have an old dog to attend. Old dogs, young dogs, and humans of all ages are welcome. And uh, it's just a great event, great organization. And this is your second year doing this walk. That's correct. And it's the first year of the uh, Olympiad. Nice. Well, I'm sure it'll be tough competition going on. I know it will be, (laughs) especially for the longest nap. (laughs) Right. Um, So, Paula, you are um, on the board for Old Dog Haven, Mm -hmm. and you also are a final refuge home. That's correct. And you have four Old Dog Haven dogs and then two senior dogs of your own. What kinds of dogs do you have? Well, the dogs that are mine are two Basset Hounds. Bertram and Elvis, 
Uh, then I have a hound mix for Old Dog Haven, whose name is Ralph. Uh, I have a five-pound Maltese for Old Dog Haven, and I have never had a dog that small before. Uh, he's smaller than my cats. How old is he? Uh, probably 12 to 13. Okay. I have Susie Q, who's a poodle mix. Uh, she has a very interesting story. She was originally from Mexico, ended up at the Seattle Animal Shelter, was adopted by a woman who had her for six years, and then the woman uh, was ill and had to move to Kentucky to be with her daughter, and Old Dog Haven took her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's been with me for a year. Uh, who am I forgetting? And I just got a new dog today who actually I haven't met yet. She was uh, dropped off at my home when I was on my way out here, and her name is Snooky. <laughs> and she is a little chihuahua from the Tacoma Animal Shelter who is reportedly 13 pounds, which sounds a little hefty for a ch- chihuahua, so we have some work to do. Yeah. But um, I th- we believe she might be totally blind, um, and she definitely will need some love and care. But we're excited to have her in our house. Mm, very nice. What do, if someone is just totally inspired by the work that you do, which I think is easy to happen, um, what can people do to help you? What are your needs? What are your top needs as an organization? Well, one of our biggest needs right now is a final refuge and foster homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are always looking for homes and people who would like to take care of uh, senior dogs we usually have a waiting list of 12 to 15 dogs at shelters mostly waiting for a home. So if you're interested in doing that, you can download an application on our website. Uh, it's, it's a rewarding and wonderful experience to take care of a dog at that time of its life. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people will be afraid of doing that or they will say to me, oh, I could never do that. But there is so much joy and happiness, and it's such a wonderful time in the dog's life that I think that if you try it and do it, there's no turning back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a new website up, and we are looking for people to help us uh, maintain that. It's been done on WordPress, and we need volunteers to, who might be want to be in charge of doing a page, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have experience on WordPress, it would be helpful. Uh, we also need do, uh, donation cans, attendants, people that might want to be at a benefit for us or host a table. Like we'll we'll have uh, organizations call us or contact us and say we'd love to have you at our event. And mm. so we need somebody just to be there and represent Old Dog Haven and talk about what we do. Um, we have a wish list up on our website, and of course uh, donations are always welcome. Uh, our vet bills are about forty thousand dollars a month right now. a month. We have about uh, 200 dogs in our care, and uh, that's one of the primary reasons we are doing the walk is to raise money for the dogs. And thanks to all the wonderful sponsors we have gotten, all the money that we raised at the walk will go to the dogs and their care. Great. Um, And that's something about your organization that's so wonderful is that if you are interested in providing a home to be a final refuge mm-hmm. for an old dog haven dog the organization pays all the vet bills that's correct they pay for all the veterinary care any supplements the dog will uh, might need if the dog needs to be on a prescription diet they will cover the cost of that mm-hmm. so you know you're providing the home you know their bed if they need grooming most of their food but other than that the major expenses are covered by the organization mm-hmm. and even even food you know we get we get generous donations from uh, different pet stores in the area and we'll yeah. we will get a lot of food donated to us though if that is a concern 
for a person who might have a limited income. Yeah. There's also can be help with that as well. Yeah. So uh, top of the list would be homes for final refuge or foster homes. And what is that um, typically? I mean, I imagine there's quite a bit of variation, but what is that? Uh, how long do the dogs typically have? I mean, I mean, we talked a little bit about that, but in your experience, having done this work mm-hmm. and actually you are one of the the final refuge homes for dogs, what is that like for you? You know, you, you, you bring the dog in, you get mm-hmm. to know the dog, and sometimes it's just for a few days or sometimes it's for a year and a half or what's the... Yeah, you never know. I mean, they'll assess the health of the animal at the shelter, and uh, sometimes you'll get the dog in, and, and they'll say, oh, we think it's going to be adoptable, and it's not. They'll find something wrong with it. Uh, sometimes you know when you take it in that it doesn't have long. Mm-hmm. For people who are new and maybe first-time people to the organization, we place dogs with them that we think have a longer life expectancy, meaning probably over a year and a half, two mm-hmm. years. But, you know, again, it's just like humans. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never regret any moment I've spent with a dog, even if it's only two weeks or six weeks or whatever. Some My favorite dog of all, all, all time, and that's saying a lot, was a dog I got from old Dog Haven. And I adored this dog. And I was getting ready to adopt him. We thought he was healthy, and he was in for his last appointment. And they discovered he had lymphoma. Mm. And the vet took me into the room and said he has four to six weeks to live. And I was just devastated. Judith took it upon herself to treat this dog. We used the Miranda Fund, which is one of our special funds that we reserve for special care for dogs in need. And we did chemotherapy for him. And it was successful. He thrived. He lived another year and a half, and it was, uh, I hope, the most amazing year and a half of his life because it was the most amazing year and a half of my life. Mm. And I adored this dog, and he brought so much joy and love into my family and, and to the other dogs. It, and this, this is what Old Dog Haven is all about, to see a dog like this who was rotting away in a shelter, mm. uncared for, you know, in terrible shape when we brought him in live the the rest of his life like this. And that's, that's just one of the things that I continue to be amazed about. And I have so much uh, regard for Judith and, and Lee Piper for starting this and, and having this go on. How long has it been? Uh, how long has Old Dog Haven been around? Since 2004. Okay. So in July next year, it'll be 10 years. Ooh, And nice. they've probably taken in over 3,500 dogs in that wow. time. And and mostly from this this region. Right, Western, Western Washington. Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I bet you there's a lot of people that are tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always tell people to focus on the joy and not the sadness. Focus on what they have brought into your life and how much richer your life is for having them. Yeah. Uh, I think part of... Um, Grief. We were talking before the show mm-hmm. a little bit, and I've talked on the show a few times. I did a whole show mm-hmm. about it when my first dog died and, and how profound that experience mm-hmm. was for me. And I think uh, gr- nothing blows the heart open like grief. And um, I don't know. There's something uh, there's a lot of fear around death in our culture in general, not just with, as mm-hmm. you talked about earlier, not just with our pets, but really with mm-hmm. people as well. 
And uh, it's something that we as a, a race and or at least our culture, I know it's not the case in other parts of the world, but certainly in this country, uh, we are just fairly uh, ignorant to mm-hmm. the, that, you know, the, the dying process. I think we're terrified of it. We're terrified of the loss of the feeling of sadness and also of the unknown. But it is a very, if you can be present to it in this way, I think it can be very, very powerful and profound. And we talked um, before the show about how I felt like almost like my love grew, like it expanded after my dog died. He didn't go. I mean, I didn't feel like he really left. He left me physically. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, this conversation also brings up a lot around people's spiritual beliefs and what happens when we die and all that. But, um, you know, like you said, to to just to be there and hold a dog as they leave their body mm-hmm. and to have them feel be surrounded by love and feel loved, whether they've been with you for just a few weeks or a couple years or their whole life. There's a lot of people that won't do that for their dogs and they've had them their whole life. Right. Well, the other thing, too, we have so much to learn from the dogs is they don't think of, of dying. They wake up, up every morning and no matter what they feel like, for the most part or most of the time, oh, my, it's, it's breakfast time. I can't wait to eat and let's go outside and let me try to take a walk. Yeah. You know, and we have a lot to learn from that uh, and for their, their joy up to the last minute. I mean, some of them are suffering and in pain and you want to recognize that. Yeah. But all the dogs I've taken care of, for the most part, have done the most they could possibly do physically and mentally up to the end. Mm-hmm. And I think us as humans have a lot to learn from the dogs. It's really about being present. Right. Yeah. They teach us that all over the place. Right. <laughs> well, um, so great to have you on the show and to have Old Dog Haven on the show again. The Walk for Old Dogs is Old Dog Haven's big fundraiser coming up Sunday, July 21st. Here in Bellevue, it's at Bellevue Downtown Park from 12 to 3. Uh, OldDogHaven.org is their website. ODHFundraising.org is the website for this event. Um, You don't have to have an old dog to participate. (laughs) Uh, Old dogs, young dogs, and humans of all ages are welcome to come and support this really wonderful, very, very sweet and powerful organization, um, Old Dog Haven. Uh, I hope it's a smashing success. Thank you, Julie. We're going to be back in just a few minutes with Julia Braid, who is with Missing Pet Partnership and their Missing you Re- Miss Mission Reunite with Missing Pet Partnership. And they have a lost pet recovery booth going on uh, starting today, I believe, through the 4th and the weekend of the 4th to help reunite lost pets with their homes because it is that time of year. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Too. 
Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Good afternoon, Seattle, and welcome to the Joker Show. I'm Joe Geno, live on Alternative Talk Radio. If you're going to have the Joker Show, you have to have on the town with Lisa. You know, there is a lot of blogging and twittering about Seattle Sonics. I think the expansion is coming sooner than we expect. And then at the 2 o'clock hour, man, we're going to talk booze. So we brought in a cool cat from Three Point Production to talk about the event. Talking about a documentary. There's not any documentary. Talk about hip-hop, about the vibe of Seattle, and how it sort of progressed. We're talking food, sports, and fun every Friday, 1 to 3. Here on Alternative Talk 1150 with The Jopra Show. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making the natural choice. That's the Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Please join us. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. Welcome back to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we are back in this segment with Julia Braid, who is with Missing Pet Partnership. And Julia is the co-lead for Mission Reunite. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. So Missing Pet Partnership, I've had Kat Albrecht on a few times in the past, um, reuniting lost pets with their families. Very important work. And you have had a uh, lost pet recovery booth um, at uh, a a shelter in the region. Um, This year it's in Kent, at the Kent Shelter, around uh, the days surrounding the 4th of July because so many pets go missing around the 4th. Um, What is your Mission Reunite? Mission Reunite, the program of Missing Pet Partnership, and it's basically a partnership between Missing Pet Partnership and the animal shelter. Uh, right, it's a pilot program uh, with the Regional Animal Services of King County or RASC in Kent, and uh, we staff the shelter there on the weekends. And we basically talk to people who come in who have lost a pet, um, and we help them decide how to search for their pet. Um, you know, based on a lot of criteria, where the pet was lost, the um, personality of the pet, we take that into account. Mm-hmm. And we help, we give them resources, um, you know, how to rent humane traps or wildlife cameras. And we give them signs, you know, lost, lost dog, lost cat signs, and we tell them how to post 
and where to post and, you know, to get the best if, um, mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a pilot program where you where Missing Pet Partnership on a regular basis will have somebody at an animal shelter over the week over weekends in general. Yeah, we're wow. year round at uh-huh. the shelter, yeah. but for the Fourth of July, we kind of go all out. Sure. We have a booth there for the on the third through the eighth, closed on the fourth. Uh-huh. But um, during their working hours, which is um, generally between noon and five p.m. or six p.m. on the weekends, I believe, and um, so it's staffed with volunteers who are ready to help um, anybody who has lost a pet due to fireworks. And what they also do, in addition to giving consultations and advice, is we have people inside the building who are act- actively searching on Craigslist. So if somebody's animal got loose and was found by someone and they posted on Craigslist, we try to mm. match them up with somebody who came in who said, I've lost a pet. Mm. Well, it's such important work. Um, I learned so much from Kat about the whole world of uh when pets go missing and the differences in behaviors between dogs and cats and between cats who are indoor outdoor and indoor only. And Uh there's really a lot of information that is so important for people to be equipped with if they are in the situation where their pet has gone missing um, to really be effectively reunited. And I've had, um, you know, certainly stories that cat has told and then, uh, more recently, I had a family on whose um, bulldog went missing. And, you know, it's just this sort of a nightmare. I mean, I can't imagine being in that in that position. And I remember one of the things, too, was that, you know, the, the day that you stop looking, your chances of being reunited almost fall to zero because you've, you're now not looking and and to just stay engaged in the searching process. And that exactly, and then yeah. it can take a couple weeks sometimes. It can for an animal to get into the shelter system. It can take a few weeks. They may wander for a while, or or be in a wooded area where they're able to survive, or they're so scared that they're going to hide in silence. That's especially for cats, mm-hmm. they'll hide because they're afraid of predation. They'll hide. They could be very close to home. They could be one house down, but they are not familiar with the area. If Say they escaped from a, a house where they're not used to going outdoors. Mm-hmm. So they may sit under a rhododendron bush for three weeks until they get so thirsty and hungry that they finally start to come out. And um, then they might be found by someone mm-hmm. and taken to the shelter. So they can it can take a while for an animal to get into the shelter system. Yeah. Um, but they also, um, you know, people need to keep, searching the shelters they need to keep searching on craigslist and a lot of people um you know it is very stressful and it's happened to me um thank goodness you know my cat was next door the whole time and she came home one day just said fine i'm home (laughs) but uh you know for people who come in they're upset and they're very it's a family member for Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and so we not only have to give them hope, and that's our tagline, help and hope for lost pets. Hope is the most important part because if someone, for instance, believes that their cat was taken by a coyote, that's a very common um, 
thing we hear, oh, I'm going to give up because my cat was probably taken by a coyote. Mm-hmm. Well, that's extremely rare. It's, it is known to have happened, but if coyotes have a, a food source, you know, that, and they're not taught by their parents to, you know, go after cats in, you know, the outdoors, they're not going to be, you know, looking for cats. So not their your first cat choice. Is, yeah. yeah, your cat, exactly. Your cat is out there somewhere mm-hmm. and um, really needs their owner to keep looking. So let's talk about the 4th, which is tomorrow. Um, the 4th of July and uh, the lost pet recovery booth that you uh, that missing pet partnership has at Regional Animal Services of King County, which is the Kent shelter. And what are it's like one of those things that if I feel like and it's probably just the community that I'm in, but I feel like everybody knows you have to be careful around the 4th. Don't take your dog out to the fireworks. It's not a good idea. But yet. People still do it. It's kind of like the heat. It's like, don't leave your dog or or cat in a hot car. Right. Don't. Oh, it's don't, a lot about education. Yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind that this still happens, but it really still does. I mean, it's amazing. I was at the Lost Pet Recovery booth, uh, your guys' Lost Pet Recovery booth, probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. And it was, I mean, I saw you guys in action and it was busy. There were lots yeah. of people coming in who had lost their dog and 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 you and missing pet partnership was really re- successful in helping connect a lot of those people back with their pet. Um, what are some of the main safety tips for people around the fourth that are common mistakes, I guess, that people make if they think that they're covered, but then their pet goes missing? Well, the main thing is to keep your pets indoors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um don't wait until the fourth or you know they they wait they do wait until the fourth and to when fireworks you know probably a week up until the fourth of july are still going off yeah. you know you know kids or you know people go buy them and bring them into the neighborhood so it can be small fireworks that can um scare your pet your pet might not have reacted last year but this year they may bolt so the main thing is to keep uh keep them indoors I would say from now until, you know, a few days after the 4th when, you know, illegally people have to stop using fireworks. And make sure they have um, a caller on with, you know, at least a tag with the phone number, but it would be great if they had their license on, on them as well. Yeah. Because if they do go missing, that's, you know, really increases the chances that you're going to get the pet back Mm -hmm. and securing the doors and windows of your house Mm -hmm. is really important because that cat might not know where that sounds coming from it sounds like it's coming from inside the house i better get outside right so a screen you know that is open a little bit to let air through can be where a cat escapes the other way that an animal um can try to get away is to get go into small crawl spaces or an attic, especially now when it's hot, that's very dangerous for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, checking garages and boxes. And that's just one of the things we really stress at Mission Reunite is to do an aggressive physical search. And that means getting down on your hands and knees, getting dirty, get your grubbies on, right. um, get a flashlight, and look in boxes, look under, over, in, 
in sheds everywhere because that cat or, you know, dogs tend to run, but cats will hide in silence. Mm -hmm. And you need to look inside of things and asking your neighbors for permission to to search their um yeah under their, their deck as well yeah exactly because yeah. they may say i haven't seen the, the right. cat that's the point but you <laughs> need to go look yourself yeah. yeah yeah well i think that uh the mission reunite idea is fabulous to i mean to have a regular presence at the shelter to help support the the staff at the shelters and the people who are coming in who have lost a pet to really beef up their their education and knowledge about how to effectively uh you know effectively be reunited i mean i've seen something even as simple as the kind of signage that you use and it's uh you know i yeah. see increasingly more and more uh signs inspired by missing pet partnership you can spot them from yeah. a while, you know, some distance, which is the point. It's not a little, uh, you know, people have this um, idea to sort of print out an eight by ten piece of paper with a dark black and white photo of the pet and to put it on all the side streets. Well, it, that's not the best way to essentially market for your animal and to reach more people. You want to go to the area main intersections as um, almost mm-hmm. like as if you were campaigning for office. Exactly. Yep. You want to get as many eyeballs as possible to see that sign. Yep. You, and, this, you know, we encourage people to, you know, you can make them yourself, but we do offer them for free for people who come into Mission Reunite yep. and, and to the Lost Pet booth. Um, but fluorescent signs, big poster board, and, um, you know, you don't have to write a paragraph about, you know, your animal because somebody driving down the street can't read that. Right. You need to the you know three or four words about the pet. My cat is a Russian blue um, with a kink in her tail. Yep. Um, and a phone number. Yeah. That's all somebody needs to know. Yeah. Um, Black and white dog, blue collar. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And when you get tips from those intersections, you can start to narrow down your search area mm-hmm. and say, okay, I know my animal's been spotted in this area. You can set up feeding stations. Um, to see if your animal is is maybe coming out to eat, mm-hmm. especially if you're up against a wooded area. Maybe your house up goes against a wooded area in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wildlife cameras are a great tool to see. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you may catch ten raccoons, but you also may catch a photo of your cat, mm-hmm. and then you'll know she's in the area. And then you can set humane traps, which um, on Missing Pet Partnership uh, website. Um, there's, and through Mission Reunite, we give you resources to rent humane traps and Mm -hmm. wildlife cameras. So those are good tools when you can narrow down your search. And for cats, it's a really small area. It could be three to four houses down. Um, it's not a big search area. Dogs Mm -hmm. are different because they'll travel and somebody might pick up a dog, take him in his car and drive to rent him, you know? Right. Um, so dogs are a little bit different. They are, I see a lot more reunification of dogs through, you know, Craigslist ads or Facebook ads because, um, dogs aren't cowering under a bush somewhere, you know, they're going to run. Right. Yeah. Well, it's such it's such wonderful work. Um, missingpetpartnership.org is their website. Uh, Mission Reunite is the new program that you guys are starting. I think it's an awesome idea. 
and Missing Pet Partnership will be at Regional Animal Services of King County, which is the Kent Animal Shelter, uh, today and then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, post-4th of July, uh, mm-hmm. to help support people in reuniting with their lost pets. And in the meantime, it is hot and it's the 4th of July, so keep your pets safe, keep them inside, protect them from the heat, and also protect them from getting spooked by fireworks and running away. Exactly. Um, Julia, thank you so much for your time today and talking to us about the work that you guys are doing. I hope it's a a very successful weekend for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Fred. And we're Talking Turkey every Friday at 4 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Talking Turkey Radio, the real dirt on everything edible, from turkeys to really big turkeys. Fridays at 4 on KKNW, 1150 AM in Seattle and the greater Pungent Sound. For more information, visit TalkinTurkeyRadio.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Soft grooves here on The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Also known as The Quiet Storm. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. I haven't heard that in a while. I think I've Well, now you've been reunited with it. I have, and it feels so good. Good. <laughs> uh, wow, what a, a very uh, just touching show today with Old Dog Haven on in the first half and talking about the work that they do and... Oh, my gosh. I mean, taking dogs out of shelters who are old and near the end of their life and to provide them with a home and to surround them by love so that they are held, even if they are just days or weeks away from passing. Uh, very honorable work indeed. And uh, and then Missing Pet Partnership, 
another uh, wonderful organization. Both of these organizations I've had on the show in the past. And uh, this is Missing Pet Partnerships Go Time of Year. It is uh, the 4th of July tomorrow. And unfortunately, the time of year where pets go missing at the highest rate uh, because of fireworks. So prevent that from happening in the first place. And, uh, you know, keep your pets safe. Keep them inside. If you're, you know, some dogs or cats uh, really freak out, like really, really freak out. And if you have a dog that's at that level, then stay home with them. And don't even just keep them inside, but just stay home. Just do whatever you need to do to keep them safe. Um missingpetpartnership.org is their website and olddoghaven.org is Old Dog Haven's website. So I wanted to take the last few minutes of the show and just give a recap of the weekend because for like the last six weeks or so, I have done most of my shows uh, interviewing some of the presenters that were at um, Sparks the uh, Sparks Conference, which uh, the first one was last weekend. Uh, So I'm fresh off of it. Uh, Sparks is the Society for the Promotion of Applied Research in Canine Science. And the website is caninescience.info. And I got to meet all all the people who I talked with um, in person and then also uh, some of the other presenters as well, Catherine Lord, Monique Udell, uh, Ray Coppinger, um, Adam McCloshey, and uh, and then the others who I did interview. Uh, Alexander Horowitz I interviewed last week. Before that, Dr. Clive Wynn. Before that, Mark Beckoff. And before that, of course, one of my all-time favorite guests, Dr. Michael Fox, who I got to meet in person as if I couldn't adore him more already. Uh, he is... Uh, even more lovely in person. He's uh, just a wonderful guy. And they all, it was, uh, so I'm still absorbing it, I think. I think my left brain doubled in size over the weekend. It was intense. Uh, what, um, just what, a, an, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity that uh, that Prescott and Patty and uh, the team made this happen. I mean, this this is their brainchild. I interviewed Prescott, uh, he was the first of the string. Uh, Prescott Breeden, who's the uh, president and CEO of Positive Pack Leader and of uh, Sparks. And uh, they they pulled it off with flying colors, passed with flying colors. It was really, really well done. And I'm just really, really impressed and uh, grateful that they did it and brought this to the community. It was amazing. Amazing. Uh, talked about evolution of dogs on a very scientific level. Talked about the how they trace the the genetics and why they either think or don't necessarily think that dogs are from wolves. Uh, different differing arguments. Uh, a lot of the people there did not agree with each other, so that was really valuable to hear the different sides and to hear the arguments as to why they believe one one way versus the other. Um, a lot of um, research done on how dogs think, how dogs relate to people, how dogs are sensitive to people, how dogs read people. Uh, Dr. Fox talked about, um, you know, health health related things as well. It was just loaded. It was 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. for three days. 
and there were eight, I think, total presenters. And uh, I'm still absorbing it. It was just just wonderful. Um, you know, they if you missed it, and it was streaming online, but if you missed that and you weren't there, you can get the DVD. And you can also, too, become a member of Sparks. And there's lots of great benefits to membership. You get discounts off of their um, conferences and DVDs. And uh, it's a great uh, sort of movement, I think, to be a part of whether, I think especially if you're a professional in the field and especially working with training and behavior, I think it's an important conversation to be a part of and uh, to support. And the website is caninescience.info if you'd like to become a member. I think there's a couple different levels of membership. Um, And you can also uh, go on their website to order the DVD of Sparks. If you missed it, you actually can uh, order the DVD and then have it and watch it at home as well. Um, Yeah, it was was awesome. I'm just so – I almost keep – I keep on wanting to say I'm so proud of them. Um, and, you know, certainly not in a, in a patronizing way, of course, but I just, you know, they're, Prescott is probably around my same age and in the field and that they pulled off something like this is just really, really amazing. I'm so impressed and so proud to, to know them and have had them on the show and to have participated in the very first one is really, really special. So, um, so Check it out, caninescience.info. If you missed any of my interviews with some of the presenters, uh, they are all archived, as are all of our over 225 episodes online on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also on iTunes as a free podcast. You can download The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on iTunes for free. And we are also streaming on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to the show streaming on um, KKNW's website, which is 1150kknw.com, and find us on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook page. You can be part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday, live from 2 to 3 p.m. It is hot out there. At least it is in the Northwest Keep your dogs safe. I still see people out there dragging their hot dogs behind them on a jog in midday in this hot weather. Uh, Just please be mindful of your pet's safety over the 4th from the fireworks and festivities and also from the heat uh, to just keep them safe so that you have the pleasure of having them afterwards. Eric, have a wonderful 4th. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you. I will do my best, and we'll be back next Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. (laughs) 